What's going on people and welcome to a brand new episode of Too Many Games and Not Enough Time where I get to speak to incredible gamers across the globe. Now I am super gassed with my guest today, I'm not even gonna lie but before I introduce him I have to once again give a huge shout out to Andy who won our 2k subs competition. Yes he got kitted out full content creator kitted out. So honored that we was able to do that for somebody else. But forget all about that right now, because on today's show, I have the host of the Xbox Showcase. I'm talking about one of the man them from the kind of funny X-Cast, one third of Gamertag Radio. He's known for getting people vexed on Twitter. We are talking Paris, the chair, Lily. Welcome to Too Many Games, my G. Oh my God, thank you for having me. I, I love that intro. That, that has to be the best intro I've ever had in my life. Thank you. Well, I take that as an honor. So firstly, thank you for waking up hella early. I can see that you're still tired. It's super early over there. I'm loud and I'm shouting in your ears, but that's the vibe today, all right? No, no, this this is good. Yeah, I, I'm normally up early anyway, so so it's all good with that. I got up just just a, just a little earlier than I normally do, but this is good. I'm I'm glad that we're having this chance to talk. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited. So we're gonna get straight into it. Now, one of the things that's super interesting to me is you've been in the industry for a long time. Um, you've done some incredible things with Game Tag Radio. And I know a lot of people have probably only come across you recently with like all your experts on, on Twitter. And obviously you doing stuff with kind of funny and that. But one of the things that blew my mind was seeing you host um, the Xbox Showcase. Now, I started my, the reason why I started in Game gaming is um i'm a black man as you can see it's clearly stated on my face and i was just fed up of watching these these big programs the like i love the ign's like i love all of those 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 high-end format shows but no one looking like me and no one sounding like me so seeing you on that showcase was such a special moment for me but i want to know how did it feel when you got that first call or that confirmation email knowing that not only being an Xbox fan, that you're gonna actually do this for not just yourself, for all of us. So, first of all, so I, I, I wanna thank Xbox for even giving me the opportunity to do something like that. Yeah, I'll, I'll never forget when I got the the initial message. So it was, it was very, everything's very secretive, right? So. Um, my my rep over at Xbox that I work with, you know, to set up interviews and do other opportunities and stuff, you know, hits me up and is like, hey, we, we want to have a call with you. And I'm just thinking, all right, what, what could this be? And then I get on this call and there's a couple other people on there and like, yeah, we want you to fly up to Seattle and we want you to uh, like host this thing. Like they still would not tell me exactly what it was. So I'm just like. Mm, okay and like it, it was all very shocking to me and and just to kind of give you inside scoop i uh i immediately reached out to greg miller uh you know for kind of funny um because he obviously has a lot of hosting experience and has done this before and i'm like hey 
Microsoft wants me to fly up to Seattle for a week and host something for them, but they won't tell me exactly what it is, any advice you can give me. And he, he gave me a lot of advice. It actually was not until I was in Seattle, I was there on set in a room with all these producers that I knew exactly what I was doing, that I was going to be hosting the showcase, just me. Here's a script. Let's review it. Let's read it through and the whole thing. So it was like in that actual moment, it was like, oh, my God, am I really doing this? I have no experience doing this. Can I do this? I hope I don't screw this up. And, and to your point, uh, it was it was a thing where I'm like, I better not screw this up for us. <laughs> when, when you know, when I say us, I mean, black people, because this was a very unique opportunity for me to be able to to do this. And, and I did take it very seriously because I understood that this would lead to other people getting the same opportunity. And, and that's the whole point behind it. Um, so, again, I, I hope I didn't screw it up. I, I don't think I did. It, it was it was a fascinating process in the moment to, to go from never having stood on a stage, never having read off a teleprompter, never having to, to take camera cues and, and direction and, you know, all, all that stuff, multiple takes to midway through it was like oh wow i do think i can do this i, I do think i get it and it's it, it was it was an amazing process to be able to do it um and and I, I hope you know that opportunity comes again in the future but um you know even if it doesn't i'm, I'm very thankful for i'm for not Xbox gonna lie Line. that is mad so yeah. like i'm talking i've been a a presenter way before i did um gaming well, yeah. I've always been a gamer, but before I worked in gaming. So in the UK, I did TV presenting for in music over here. Mm. And when it comes to TV stuff, yes, they're very hush hush. I've never in my life been booked for a job and not know what I'm doing until I turn up. Like the thing that I always say as a presenter, the best presenters are able to super prep. Like the more prep you can do is the better that you can do out there to know that you flew over there not knowing the showcase that you was doing and you pulled it off like that, my G. I ain't even got a hat on, but I want to take my hat off to you because <laughs> that is that is incredible. And you did such an incredible job. And like I said, um, I've worked so many years to champion, um, making sure great diversity is in this place i'm not here just for diversity for diversity's sake i'm saying we are just as great and put us in those opportunities 100%. and they and you've gone up there and 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 done this now obviously you've seen me about on, twi on twitter and stuff like that and you know car is my guy you get me khalif <laughs> is that is my that's my don i met him out in e3 like that that's my that's my don and i actually spoke to him about this on um on too many games when i had him on the podcast and one of the things which is crazy so for people who don't know who you are and been sleeping under a rock uh you and khalif adams you always have a back and forth on twitter about both of you cussing each other saying that you can't yeah. talk and it's just it's just mandem banter it's like that's what you do with your brethren. it's not real beef and stuff like that but you did the killer like the ultimate killer on xbox showcase you done the first time we saw that you could um you can change the 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 new xbox controller you had his name on there but what's mad is not only did you get at his neck 
in in a way that he can't even get back. <laughs> but you put your brother on to thousands of thousands yes. of people who may never have known who he is. And one of the things that people don't really get, and it's a Mandem thing, and it's a black thing as well. Like when when we have a great relationship with with each other we get onto each other like we cuss each other and stuff like that and obviously you lot do it publicly what was the thought process behind that so yeah it, it, it's funny because obviously we we, we have this f- fake beef that we do online and it god i think it's been like three years we've been doing this <laughs> at this point but it all started with me because uh, I, I do like to bake, especially around the holidays, right? You know, cookies, cakes, stuff like that. And I remember I made this cake and I posted it online and Khalif, you know, jokingly, you know, was giving me crap for it as if like I didn't know what I was doing. So then I went back at him and then a year later, it turned into he made this video where, you know, he's roasted me. So it just turned into this thing. And I was like, oh, wow, how could I ever get him back for this? I was like, and then obviously when this Xbox opportunity happened, before I even flew up there, I knew about Design Labs. That's something I did know about. And they wanted me to make a custom controller. And it was in that moment, I go, oh, I know what I'm going to put on there. So I was like, I'm going to do this. <laughs> and then when and when I did that, my, my Xbox rep, he's, he saw it and he laughed. He was like, oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, that's really funny. So did that. And I remember being on set, they weren't 100% sure they were going to get the controller to me in time. It just so happened, like it arrived like that day for, for me to do it. And the the person I was up there, they were talking with, I, I made sure he was okay with it. I go, I'm going to freelance here, you know, during one of the takes, if you're okay with that. And he was like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So when you watch that, that is me in the moment, like coming up with that to, to do that. And they like everyone on set was just dying, laughing, loved it. And uh, like Aaron, you know, Aaron Greenberg, Aaron Greenberg was like, oh, this is so great. And I remember him giving me a sneak peek before it it aired live. He was like, oh, this segment came out so great. You're going to love it. So so I knew this was going to happen on on the thing. And then to see Khalif's reaction real time uh, was so good. (laughs) And obviously the Internet and everything just really embraced it. But it's to your point that we do it in fun. But I purposely wanted to give him love on on the show for that. And that was my way of doing that. So even to this day, Khalif says people come up to him about that, like, oh, the cock can't cook thing. And but that not only helped elevate Khalif, but helps elevate Spawn on me. It helped elevate more people of color that are in this content creation business. And And that's the whole point of it. Whereas it's not serious. We're obviously having fun with it. And that's why we keep it going that, you know, we want to have fun. And I always laugh when I'll see people online that will go, I'm so sick of you guys doing this. And I respond back, I'm never going to stop doing this ever because, <laughs> you know, because, no. because yeah. we're friends. We, we, we <laughs> yeah. love each other. That's my brother. That's do, of course. It? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what, that's what we do. Now it's mad. And that moment, like for me personally has become a bigger moment than the showcase anyway like when i think about the showcase i think about that moment which is which is uh which is mad uh, so i want to talk a little bit about um your gaming because 
obviously you play everything but you are much more kind of xbox centric and you've spoken loudly on twitter about the stuff that you love and obviously you've interacted with phil spencer and stuff like that what is it oh i got my green in the background for you as well <laughs> yeah i'm turn on the green for you um what is it about xbox ecosystem that um really um connects with you so so this is funny too you know and, and i've been doing this this whole podcasting stuff for a very long time um again like you mentioned gamer tag radio danny pena basically brought me in 2006 he was my early inspiration when when i saw him doing gamer tag radio in 05 06 i made the decision that i wanted to start doing it so he'd always been a great mentor to me and ultimately i, I joined gamer tag radio in 2013 now the reason i, I say all this is because in those early days, Xbox was an actual great help for me to get started. Basically, the first gaming event I ever went to was in 2007. It was Crackdown, a uh, Crackdown event. And this was back when they were doing like the Halo 3 beta and all that. And I got to go up to Redmond uh, for, for this event. But it was those early days where Xbox kind of helped uplift me, you know, in the content creation space. So I've always been very appreciative of that. And with that said, during the Xbox One era, I was very critical of Xbox. I did not like the direction that they were going at all, because to me, it didn't seem that they were putting the gamer first. It seemed that they were putting inter TV, 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 entertainment, and all that kind of stuff. It, was, it wasn't about the games. It wasn't about kind of what their 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 marketing is now, put, putting making the gamer the, the central aspect of everything that they do. It was 2016. I was lucky enough to go up to a spring showcase that Xbox was having in San Francisco and Phil Spencer was there and he gave a keynote to everyone that was in attendance. And it was at that keynote that everything that you see today with Xbox, he laid out their future vision when I'm talking cloud game pass, you know, Xbox play anywhere, like all these things that we see today that they, they were talking about. This is a future vision that we have for Xbox. And, and we're, we're watching it happen in real time. And and I think to me, that's the future of, of where things need to go. So that's why I am a pretty big advocate for, for the Xbox ecosystem and what I see with their services and being able to have games on multiple platforms. And basically, we don't care where you play our games just as long as you're playing our games and then you take something a service like game pass that is obviously a, a great value to gamers and me being a, a parent with, with three kids i truly see the value in this because i don't have to run out and buy every new game when it comes out because my kids have access to hundreds of games at once and i just think my god if i would have had this when i was a kid i probably would have flunked out of school because that's all i would have <laughs> been doing is, is gaming but uh, but that's why that, that that's a big reason why. And and for me, it does go beyond Xbox. I just love gaming, period. If anyone that follows me or, or, or my content or listens to the stuff that I say, I mean, you know, I'm a huge PlayStation guy. I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm a huge PC guy. I have a lot of third party content. It's not just about Xbox, but I think what Xbox is doing going into this generation of, of gaming and beyond is the future of the way that we're yeah that we're going to interact with, with games and you know i'm pretty excited for it I, th I think i think it's a great thing that's dope man all right so let's take it back a little bit let's talk about little paris when you're a little you them um 
what are one of the, the the memorable games that really stand out to you so it doesn't have to be your favorite game but what's one of the memorable games from your younger days that made you say that wow this is like this this gaming thing is 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 something incredible and i didn't know i could be lost in in gaming in that way okay so i'm really gonna take you back really far 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 back because i'm old early 80s in the arcades a game that stands out to me and people will probably have to google this because i'm not gonna know what the hell i'm talking about there was a top-down military shooter called frontline like I said, early eighties in the arcades. And basically it was, it was, it was a, a game where you're, you're the soldier, you're on foot, you have your weapon and you can take out the enemies, but then you could also jump into these tanks as well. And you would use the tanks and you're taking out enemies as well. I always thought that was the coolest thing ever that you were able to do that. Right. And you know, in the arcades, the whole point is they're trying to pump in quarters. So, so I would go to the arcades on the weekends and I would play frontline from start to finish, you know, all the time, because I just love that concept of where you could jump in these vehicles and do all that. And you bring that to where modern gaming is now. And that's just second nature that, that you're able to do things like that. So that was one of my very early memories of something that were another one believe it or not and this has kind of been back in the news recently is tron i used to be in the arcades playing tron all the time you get on the light light cycle bikes and do, do all that stuff and there would be these different levels and there was like this it, it was diverse you weren't doing the same thing every level there was different scenarios that you would go in when you were playing tron and was obviously trying to emulate you know the movie so that was another thing that i, I truly loved um another one again i'm sticking with the arcades is uh teenage mutant ninja turtles that was the first four player we're all together co-op experience that that i remember having and man i would just play it all all day we just we just loved it so much and again i keep saying the arcades <laughs> one another one from the arcades but this actually then goes in, into the consoles is i remember the original street fighter not street fighter 2 but the first street fighter there there was uh an arc street fighter arcade game in like one of the local convenience stores uh near near my high school and my friends and i during lunch we would leave school go up to this convenience store and we would play street fighter uh during 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 our lunchtime and maybe a little, little after our lunchtime too <laughs> but uh, but that's another memory i have but then when you take it to consoles um i've i've always said for me and and for people if they've ever watched the the movie christmas story uh my i always say my red rider bb gun moment was christmas 1985 my mother unprompted i wasn't asking for this i had no clue she was getting this for me she got me the nes and she got no. me the the deluxe set because it came with Rob the Robot. So I had Rob the Robot, Gyromite, and uh, Duck Hut, and it, it was just the greatest thing ever to, to get dope. that NES. And then that led me into getting Super Mario Brothers, and then on and on and on. But when I go back to those early days, I'll tell you, there's two games that stand out for me that to me are just two of the greatest games ever. First one is Mega Man Two, not the first one, the second one, Mega Man Two. I actually beat Mega Man 2 before I beat the original Mega Man. Um, I just love that concept of you could attack any of the bosses in the order that you wanted to, and then you would gain their power and you would use that to go after the, uh, the other bosses in their worlds. I always love that. And then the, and the other one for me is Super Mario Bros. 3. I will die on the hill that Super Mario Bros. 3 is the greatest video game ever made. 
for just the diverse levels that they have the the diff the ramping difficulty by the time you get to world eight and obviously just the the different enemy enemy types that you would encounter during that and obviously the power-ups that you would get i thought that was just the perfect culmination of mario games and to me it still stands out to this day that if you jump in and play that mario 3 today the way that it was back in what 1990 still holds up as, as a fantastic game for just like i said the level design and diversity it's funny that you say about the turtles because i remember having it on the super nintendo mm -hmm. and and i remember when i would go to my cousin's house and when we was little we'd actually bring our consoles with yeah. us to like yeah. family units because you know you're going to be there for like four days yeah. so bring the thing and we used to bang that game and and it was just like it was just incredible and like when we think about like now we've got games like miles morales and spider-man and stuff like that but back in the days there were so many um games that were linked to franchises but yeah so many of them were trash but that turtle game was so so good and when you talk about um super mario 3 i remember the first time getting the raccoon tail and yes. being able to fly and i was like oh my days yes. mario can fly because yeah. i remember in super mario because i didn't love super mario 2 but i remember peach could do that little glide thing right but to actually get that raccoon tail and have mario flying like blew my mind like i was like how is how is this even even happening and um tron makes me laugh because i always think to myself Tron is the reason why gamers loves RGB so much. Like right. someone back right. in the days, yeah. that was in their head, all yeah. of these lights, and that's what they associate with gaming. And now they're older, they've pushed it into it, and we all are like RGB people now. So um, proper, proper dope. Paris, we're running out of time. Like it's gone so quick. I could have spoken to you all day, but I just want to say um, a huge appreciation for you not only coming onto the podcast, but doing what you do. Like I said, the reason why I came into this space is not being able to see myself. And like, I'm a huge kind of funny fan, like um, Greg Miller, one of the inspirations, but actually watching kind of funny and seeing you and seeing Blessing and actually seeing people who look like me, who have opinions like me, who sound like me, who even just down to like the swag, like when you was sitting down in the showcase and you're doing your glasses like that, like <laughs> that representation of us. And I'm a big man and I can see it, but it's for the kids, for them yes. to be able to see it and be like, oh, I can do that without even, even knowing. So I just want to um, give you your flowers on that. Keep doing the incredible things that you do i'm gonna have to invite you back come back on talk a bit more about gamertag radio and obviously everything you're doing with danny and stuff but yeah i just wanted to say continue being great thank you for coming on and what do you want to plug and send to the people before you leave um i would just plug just like you said check me out over at gamertag radio um you can also find me at kind of funny um i'm one of the co-hosts on kind of funny x cast and i pop up randomly on some of the other shows all the time as well and uh if you don't follow me on twitter you, you should it's at vicious 696 and i'm usually ranting about something so <laughs> yeah he definitely is like if you're if you're not in his twitter you are missing out so don't miss out make sure you go and do that now thank you so much for staying to the end of the video remember if you're listening to us on them podcast services come over to the youtube fam give us that thumbs up 
put us some comments below let us know what was your first old school gaming experience you're not all dragons like me and paris you get me it's a good thing black don't crack but you can tell me what your first gaming experience was it the n64 was it the playstation i know enough of you started with crash bandicoot so let us know in the comments below he's been paris i've been mr midas you've been the mvps we out of here peace Thank you.